Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. Sometimes when we pray, God says yes. Sometimes when we pray, God says no. Sometimes when we pray, God says wait. You ever been there? There's this thing that you have been praying for and longing for and and God says wait. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between a wait and a no, isn't it? We're praying, we're asking, we're waiting. Jesus tells the story that you heard in in Luke chapter 16 of the the woman who goes over and over and over again to the judge and uh, he tells the reason why he tells the story. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them they should always pray and not give up. We pray and we wait. And we pray and we wait. Perseverance in prayer is a godly trait, a necessary discipline, and one of those things that you're going to have to engage in over the course of your life. But it's hard It would be great if we prayed for something one day and then the next day, well, it showed up. Sometimes that happens. Oftentimes it does not. Sometimes the word is, we wait. I think it's helpful to reflect on some of the reasons why we wait, why God tells us to wait, because um, it's in the waiting where wisdom happens. And there's wisdom to be learned in reasons for waiting. It's also wise to learn to cooperate with God in what he's trying to do so that we can shorten the wait time. So today I want to give you 12 reasons why God says wait. 12 reasons why God delays in answering our prayer. As I walk through these, I, I trust that God will illuminate your heart and your mind as to how he has worked in your life in the past and is possibly working in your life right now. Twelve reasons. Well, the first reason why God says wait is because, well, he's changing our desires. I know this is a 12-point sermon, okay? So uh, this is going to be, it's on the website. So just so you know, you can get the 12 points there. uh, And uh, I would encourage you to do so if one or two or three of these that strike you now, but you can't remember later, and that happens sometimes, you can catch them there. He's changing our desires. There are three boundaries that we touched on last week of what, that fall within why God answers prayer. Our prayer has to fall within these three boundaries. The first two are found in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Jesus starts off by glorifying God in his prayer. A prayer isn't a real prayer unless its intention is to glorify God in the answer to that prayer. God must be glorified. Second is like it. We pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Our prayers are meant to advance God's kingdom and God's purposes here on earth. So our prayers are meant to glorify God in their answers. Our prayers are to advance the kingdom of God. The third condition for answered prayer is that we must ask for something that doesn't hurt us now or in the future. And um, that includes heaven. Uh, God wants to give you good things. I'm convinced of this. But he will not give you what will hurt you um, when you're praying for it. As Jesus says, um, if a child comes to his father and asks for something good, will the father give him a snake or a scorpion, something dangerous? Well, no, you wouldn't do that. Neither would your heavenly father. Sometimes we ask for things that would hurt us now and things that would hurt us in eternity. I believe that that's the reason why God doesn't heal some people. Um, he knows the end from the beginning. You can trust him in that. It's God desires to give you good things, but our, our prayers must fall within these, these boundaries, must glorify God, must be, uh, build his kingdom, and it must not hurt us now in the future. Sometimes when we're praying for things, our desires have to be changed so we fall within those boundaries. And we pray and we wait. And in the waiting, God changes us. And God changes our desires so that we'll glorify him so that his kingdom would advance and that it wouldn't hurt us. Second reason God delays in answering our prayers is because, well, he's waiting for us to listen to instruction. God's moral redemptive word is settled. Um, that's the scriptures. But God continues to give revelation and direction to us. God speaks somewhat continually. Sometimes we forget this. Sometimes we've never learned to hear his voice. But God continues to speak. Oftentimes, God wants to show us a solution to a prayer, a request that we've been making. But often, we're not listening. When you are praying and ask God for something, that's also good and right to ask him, God, is there anything you want me to do in regards to this prayer? He might have wisdom to share or direction to give. He might be waiting for you to act before he acts. Scripture is full of examples how God spoke to people and gave them direction. Ananias, Ananias who uh, God spoke to to go to Paul, even though Paul was a threatening person to go to after his conversion. Uh, God spoke to Ananias, he spoke to Paul, he spoke to Peter, go see those Gentiles. He spoke to Cornelius, he spoke to the church, uh, set aside Paul and Barnabas, and God has not stopped speaking. Often when something happens, especially something that is really crucial to us, we ask God, we beg God, we, we pour out our heart to God, we, we, we uh, 
do our best and we're all wound up and we fail to listen. Sometimes God waits until we do. So the third reason why God delays in answering prayers is because he's working out many circumstances. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11, Now may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and our, our Lord Jesus Christ clear the way for us to come to you. Paul is saying, I, I, I want to come to the Thessalonica church, but the way isn't clear yet. God has to work those things out before I can come. Sometimes God has to work out the circumstances before your prayer can be answered. There are times often when we pray for things that are three, four, five steps down the road, and uh, when he's looking for us to work out the first step and pray about the first step. You know, when I first came to Asbury, I was convinced that God could use this church to reach people for him and that this church could grow. I'm still convinced of that. But it became really obvious to me that the step before that is that we have an extremely well-discipled people. And so that's why you'll hear all about discipleship. Because step one has to come before step two. And so I'm praying that God will bring dozens and dozens of people to come to know him through the ministries of Asbury every year. I'm praying that. I believe God's going to answer those kind of prayers. But in the meantime, we have to be a people who are connected to him deeply, abide in him always, are listening to his voice, are learning to walk with him. Our characters have grown in him. And so we pray, we pray for people to come. But step one, we pray for us to be connected well. Fourth reason why God delays in answering our prayers is because, well, he's protecting us from trouble. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in the flesh, a messenger for Satan to torment me. Did you catch that? Paul's praying that whatever this thorn in the flesh is would be taken away. Jesus says, no, you're going to have to wait in that till heaven. Because I don't want you to become conceited. That would hurt you. That would hurt others. Can you imagine what would have happened if Paul would have come, become proud and conceited? Because God opposes the proud, right? And so much of we have as the New Testament would not have been written by Paul. There are times when God says no or wait because he's protecting us from trouble. Fifth reason God delays in answering our prayers is because, well, there's an unseen battle that's taking place. You, you might remember the story of Daniel. He's fasting and praying. He, he's asking for understanding. He's asking for wisdom. And God did not seem to be coming through. And finally, an angel appears to him after 21 days, and this is what the angel says. It says, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that I've set uh, your mind, to, that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I've come in response to them. But the prince of Persia's Persian kingdom resisted me for 21 days. So that's a demonic 
thing going on. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, that's an angel, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. I've come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. I don't pretend to understand all of this, but I do know that spiritual warfare is real. I know that when you are praying for people, for ministries, even in Daniel's case for wisdom, that Satan is trying to thwart the answers to prayer. Often our struggles are not against what we think they're against. There's an unseen battle taking place. And that's a reason why to wait and pray some more. Sixth reason why God delays answering our prayers is this, because, well, he's merciful. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 and 9 says this, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises uh, to you, as uh, promises as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Peter was talking about the coming of the Lord, and some were saying, we're praying, we're waiting for it to happen. We know we're praying in God's will for, for him to come back. He's promised it. Peter says, well, you may think that God is slow, but God is not slow as we understand slowness. See, something else is going on. God is merciful. He's patient. He's waiting that anyone should perish. Isn't that interesting that God waits too? So we wait and God waits. God waits on us to respond to him. There are so many things in our world that are unjust and we want justice to come, and we want it to come now. But sometimes God delays because he's merciful. Seventh reason why God delays in answering prayers is because there is sin that we need to deal with. You may remember the story of Achan. The, the people of God had this incredible victory over Jericho. The next uh, uh, town they set their sights on wasn't nearly as big. And uh, yet, when they went to attack this town, they were soundly defeated. It, you can read the story in Joshua chapter 7. Uh, the Lord showed the reason for this. Achan had taken stuff from Jericho that he wasn't supposed to take. Um, and this displeased God, and the victory was not given. There are times in our lives when God waits for us to deal with sin. That's why it's good, proper, and right to regularly. By reg regularly, I mean daily, weekly at the very least. Take some time and examine our heart before God. How do we examine our heart? Well, we can pray like David prayed. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way of the everlasting. 
Lord, is there anything in my life that I need to confess? Also examine. It's good to practice the discipline of examining. God, where have I seen you at work in my life today or this week? And we allow God to examine our heart that way. But we allow him to speak to our lives. You know when we come together for communion. Communion is a time when we celebrate the Lord Jesus and his death for us. But before we get to communion, what do we do? We pause and we ask God if there's anything between him and us that we should confess and make right, to make a relationship right. That's not just something for communion. That's a regular discipline, a daily discipline. You ask God, and if you're willing to hear, I know this, God will show you. He'll point it out to you. He'll get your attention. Now, if you go to God and say, God, is there anything that I need to confess to you? La, 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 la. Doesn't work like that, right? You have to do it with an open heart. A really open heart. Eighth reason why God delays in answering our prayers is because, well, he sifts our motives until we ask for the right reason. And um, this is a God thing. Our motives are deep and sometimes unfathomable. Most of us have mixed motives at the best of times. If you try to discern your motives, you'll only get so far. But God knows. And God is faithful in bringing you to where he wants you to be. What does it say? When you ask, you do not receive because you... You ask with wrong motives that you may spend on what you, what you get on your pleasures. Well, yeah, sometimes we ask that way, don't we? Sometimes we're not even aware enough to see that that's what we're doing. Let me give you an example because I deal with this one regularly. You have people in your lives who are, well, challenging. Um, for some of you, it may be a spouse. My spouse is wonderful. Um, <laughs> she paid me to say that. No. Um, <laughs> it may be a child that's a challenge. Maybe a co-worker or someone else that you inter interact with on a regular basis. And I can find myself praying that God will change that person. Right? Of course we want God to change that person. Question is, why am I asking God to change that person? Is it so I can be more comfortable? It's, is it so I can be less irritating? So I won't have to practice patience as much? Maybe. Just maybe. God has put that person in your life to make you more like Jesus. It's easy to love those who we love to be around. But Christ loved us 
And while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And he tells us to love like he did. See, God is, is more concerned about your character than he is about your comfort. Yeah, he, he, he would love you to be comfortable, but he would love you to be holy a whole lot more. God is committed to making you holy. And he'll use annoying people to bring that about. If you have difficult people in your life that you are praying for, here's the rule of thumb. Pray more for them than you do for yourself. Pray that God would do his work in you. Through them. God sifts our motives until we can ask for the right reasons. God delays and he changes our character. Well, the ninth reason that God delays in answering our prayers is related because God is preparing us. You may remember the story of David. He was anointed by the prophet Samuel as king over Israel. The problem was is that, well, Saul, he had... Uh, he was already king, and he wasn't frail. It didn't look like he was going to leave anytime soon. And the worst of it was is that, well, Saul knew that it wasn't his family who was next in line. Saul knew that David was next in line. So David, what does he do in this time? Ten years? A lot of it spent in the wilderness. A lot of it spent on the run. A lot of it spent saying, God, where are you? You promised this, and this is what I see. Psalm 13. How long, Lord? How long will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I, I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemies triumph over me? God, where are you? Do you see me? He prayed. And he prayed, and yet he was still in the wilderness. Yet it was that time in the wilderness where some of our most cherished psalms were composed, where God changed David's character and gave him a heart after God. It was that time in the wilderness that allowed God to trust David and David could trust God. God delayed answering David's prayers so that he could be prepared to be a great king. God delays in answering our prayers sometimes because he has a will and a calling on your life for you to be able to fulfill. He's delaying so your heart lines up with his. Tenth reason why God delays in answering our prayers is because he wants to bring glory to himself. You may remember the story of Lazarus. Lazarus was one of Jesus' very good friends, and there were 
Uh, Jesus was a couple of days walk away. Lazarus got really sick. His sister sent a message to Jesus, please come, Lazarus is sick. Jesus delays for a couple of days. His disciples are saying, why are you delaying? And uh, well, here's what Jesus says. You heard this. Jesus said, this sickness is, will not end in death. Think about that for a moment. There was death in the story, right? Lazarus ended up dying. Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Lazarus did die. Jesus raised him to life from the dead. Jesus delayed so that the glory of God could be seen. If Lazarus had not died, the story of Lazarus probably wouldn't get recorded in Scripture. If it did, it would be, well, Jesus healed Lazarus from an unnamed sickness. Isn't it great that Jesus treats his friends well? But because Lazarus was raised from the dead, Mary and Martha knew. The disciples knew. The crowds knew a whole lot more about Jesus. And it was the miracle that brought into being the worship that happened on Palm Sunday. That outburst of worship happened because, well, the people at the top of the hill, they knew that Lazarus was dead and now he is alive. God delayed because he wants to bring glory to himself. Eleventh reason. God delays because, well, he has a bigger and better yes. God wants the best for his children. And over and over in Scripture, he shows himself to be kind and compassionate. He wants to give us what is best. And here's the thing about God. You don't have to wrestle good things from his hand. He, he really wants to give you good things. Sometimes God delays because he wants to give you a better thing. Reason number 12. Sufficient prayer has not been offered. Sometimes we just need to pray and pray some more on an issue. You may remember the story of, of Moses in Exodus chapter 17. It's a curious story. Moses sends Joshua out with his troops to fight the Amalekites. Moses himself is up on top of the mountain overlooking the, the fight and wrote, Moses is lifting his hands in prayer and as he's praying, the Israelites are winning. But when you stand like this for a long time, your arms get heavy and they fell and Moses' prayer oh, was just a little different. And then the hands went down, the Israelites were losing. Hands would go up, they'd win. Hands would go down, they'd lose. Finally, Aaron and Hur held up the hands of, of Moses, and the victory was there. The story has a number of aspects to it. The question I ask is, why did God do this, and why did he have the story put into Scripture? I think part of it was the answer is that God wanted to demonstrate sufficient prayer Ongoing prayer must be offered for the victory to happen. Which takes us back to our first scripture. 
Jesus told this parable so we would always pray and not give up. There are times when we pray and God says yes. There are times when we pray and God says no. There's times when we pray and God says wait. And when that happens, you keep on praying. You keep on asking. You keep on trusting. You will notice out of these 12 reasons that eight of them are in God's hands. Because he's changing our desires, well, we need to cooperate with God on that one. Because he's waiting for us to listen to instructions. That's on us. Because he's working out many circumstances. That's on him. Because he's protecting us from trouble. We can't see it, so that's from him. Because there's an unseen battle taking place. We can cooperate with God in spiritual warfare, but it's unseen. That's on him. Because he's merciful. That's him. Because there's sin that we need to deal with, that's on us. He'll show it to us. Because God sifts our motives until we ask for the right reasons. That's kind of him, kind of us. We can't get to the bottom of our motives, but when he does show our motives, we need to deal with them. Because God is preparing us. You can't prepare yourself. God's, God's got this. Because he wants to bring glory to himself, that's on him. Because God has a bigger and better yes, that's on him too. Because sufficient prayer has not been offered, that's on us. When God says, wait, sometimes it's us that need to do the stuff. Sometimes it's him that needs to do stuff. As I've been speaking, I suspect that there have been a few of you who, well, you know the prayer and you know the waiting, and now you know the answer to the wait. God wants the absolute best for you. In the waiting, please trust him. Trust that he's good. Trust that he's wise. In the waiting, keep praying. Don't give up. Persevere. Trust that he's good. Trust that he's wise. Let's pray. Lord, in the waiting, you change us. In the waiting, we look to you. And Lord, I know that sometimes my heart is fickle. Sometimes I can wait and I can believe that you're good and strong and wise. And other times, I have trouble to believing that. Lord, Forgive us for when we have cast um, evil intentions on you. Because you're good. And Lord, help us to pray. And help us to wait. And help us to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com 
where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.